you all, because you know people think of all kinds of reasons not to come to church. It was raining, you know, anything. We, uh, Brother West taught me that. He said, Pastor, anything that can happen to people, they can use that not a reason not to come to church. But you all made me feel proud. Good, thank you for being here. Yeah, give yourself a hands up. One of the things that I want to talk about is, now I use it, but I'm going to switch it up, okay? I've been looking, and you're looking at, at churches, and you're seeing churches not uh, as full as churches should be. And then uh, I, I got to redo it. The reason churches are not as full as they should be, there's too many church members instead of Christians. Because, see, church members have an agenda. You see? Like denominations. You got to be this. You got to be that. You don't do this. You don't do that. Then you can't come in here. And they, they church, they pick and choose who they would rather have in church. Christians are disciples of Christ. And they want those that are not wanted to be a part of the family. You know how you know that? You. You can start out like, you know. And so what we want to do is develop more of a discipleship in Christ Temple North. And when you develop that, then you get an attitude of being like Christ. And when you get an attitude of being like Christ, then you're excited about people, no matter what condition their condition is in, that you get an opportunity to testify and witness to them the power of Christ in their life, right? You can talk to them about being born again and being born again, because if you've been born again, then you were born from something. Dr. Severston, who was my first pastor, used to say, the reason some preachers are not good preachers, they ain't been saved from nothing. And so God, and they just went. Some are called, some are chosen, and some went. Well, God, he chooses a lot of people, men and women, uh, to minister that's been through something. Because if you've been through something, then you're able to help other people get through something. Does that make sense? And so uh, we we want to be a type of church that we don't frown on anybody. What we do is, we can't, because we have a past. You know, we have a past. And we really know, some of us in here really know the power of salvation and being born again because we know where God brought us from. And we know where we were headed until he got in, we accepted him and put him in our life and then we got in a different direction. So it is a poor Christian, a person who calls himself a Christian that doesn't understand how Christ would deal with situations and circumstances today. He's the same today like he was yesterday. He's looking for those that need to be saved. You know, some churches are looking for folks that's already, they think, saved by their doctrine. But we are saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. All right? And so what we want to talk about, there's a word that's a little bitty word that we never use so much. It's called if. See, a lot of times when you get in church and we we get the messages, we put it all on God. Right. Come on. Come on. You see, yeah. Now, if we did, 
if we're disciples of Christ, you all know, I'll say it this way. People are talking about Jesus too much, doing this and that. Stay with me, I'm going somewhere. And Jesus is saying, I left you here for that. So that's, I left you here for that. Yeah, so that's what you're here to do. You see? Now, they, they, you know, somebody's hungry in here, they ought to not have to pray to God to send them something. We ought to give them something because they're in the body of Christ. It's our responsibility as disciples of Christ is to do with the same attitude that Christ would have to deal with the lost. You know, if, if any church that's any size that doesn't have some folks that's struggling in their life, then you ain't in a good church. There's somebody lying. Teach. You see what I'm saying? Right? And so there are some things in my life that I'm still growing. I'm still growing. You see, because to be like Christ, <laughs> there's got to take a lot of growth. And one of them is, if you love me, here's the key. He says, if you love me. That's a huge word. Keep my commandments. That's right. If you love me, he's saying keep my commandments. That's what the Bible says. If you love me. So there's a lot of people who say they love God, but you ain't loving him if you ain't what? Keeping his commandments. And, and he made it very simple. He made it very simple when he says, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, and thy spirit. And then what? Love, love your neighbor, neighbor as you love yourself. As you love yourself. Yeah. He didn't say it would be your, he said neighbor. That's somebody don't look like you. That's right. Maybe not act like you. But you recognize him because you used to act like that. You know what I'm saying? Are you with me? All right. So. The John 14, and they do this at funerals a lot, and, and so sometimes I'm like, okay, we'll do it, but we don't do that. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's where we're starting out. If you love me, keep my commandments. And then, go ahead. And then he says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. So he's saying here, now Jesus was a whole lot more than what we think he is. Jesus says here, we're going to do some different verses. He says, I will ask the Father to give you a person who pleads on your behalf for something. That's what an advocate is. It's a person who pleads on your behalf for something. Jesus pleaded on my behalf to the Father. I'm a Christian. I plead on my behalf for somebody else until they can do it for themselves. Or you have, thank God that we have an advocate because we did not know what we were doing, a lot of us, and, and thank God for the Holy Ghost. That's right. Okay? He also said a comforter. And he's a comforter. And some of you all in here, a comforter is someone who has helped you to feel less worried and upset and frightened. And there's some people in here will tell you, because last year was a tough year for Christ Temple North. So there's some people in there can tell you that it was the Holy Spirit that comforted them, to help them to get through what they had to get through. Sometimes we need a, I need a comforter. Now, I'm going someplace else, but if you stay with me up here, sometimes 
God uses somebody in your life to be your comforter. That's right. You see, sometimes God will have a, a member now, we're what? We're disciples of Christ, right? right? We're filled with the Holy Spirit. So if we have the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit can work through us to comfort somebody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, so and, and, and it doesn't have, the, in the church, let me get this right, there's too much pressure put on pastors. The pastor's simply a teacher. Come on. The gospel, right? Now we're going to move the pastor part out, then I'm the same as everybody else. That's right. I'm a disciple of Christ. We equal now. Sunday morning, I'm up here, and you can call me for information. It's different. But I'm supposed to be a comforter for someone. You see? So if someone was pregnant in here and had a baby and they needed a comforter, it'd be Sister Gwen. Are, are you with me? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Because, come on here. Somebody that's a comforter, the Holy Spirit ain't going to send me. The only thing I could say, breathe, breathe, breathe. <laughs> you see, that's all that, you know. But the Holy Spirit will, yes, he will send a disciple of Christ who's filled with the Holy Spirit, come on here now, to comfort that person. Now, so you get it clear. Some, there are some people here who's lost some folks, husbands and wives, I think. They ain't sending me. They sending somebody who's been through that, who is a disciple of Christ, to comfort that person. So sometimes we're doing this, and God is sending the person right there for you to listen to to comfort you. You see, and you hear me talk about cancer all the time. He ain't sending me for breast cancer. Because, you know, you understand what I'm saying? He's going to send somebody who's been through it, who is a disciple of Christ, who has the Holy Spirit, to comfort them. You understand? So, so sometimes we're praying for them, Lord, send the comfort, and God saying, you the comforter. Get over there and help that sister. Help that brother. Because, you know, it's like when I was in the hospital, some people thought I was being arrogant. They were sending me scriptures. I don't need no scriptures. I need somebody to tell me they love me. I knew the scriptures, and I like funny cards, like my birthday. Please. I, people like doing that, and I let them do that. Jesus loves you, and you're such a great man. I already know that. Give me something funny. <laughs> Give me something funny. That's right. You see? You're laughing, but are you getting where I'm coming from? You see? Now, listen here. You know, I've had prostate cancer. Everybody knows that in here. 26 years, been battling, going through all that. They're not going to, listen here. Two comforters you need. I can comfort the brother that's going through it, right? I'm a disciple of Christ. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I've been through that, and the Holy Spirit will help me to comfort the guy that's going through that. Can I comfort his wife? No. No. Sister Gwen can comfort his wife. That's right. Are you with me? Right. And so he said, if you love me, you keep my commandments, and God is going to send you a comforter, and the comforter is going to work to you, and the other one is helper as one who helps or acts on in charity. So God, the comforter and the helper, we need a helper. And then I like this version here, and it says friend. Friend, right. Sometimes, I sometimes you just need a friend. Because a good friend sometimes will do what? Shut up, sit and listen, and say, if you need anything, just give me a call. That's a good friend. That's right. You see, 
You see, sometimes people talk too much. No, just be a friend. And you know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? And so all, if all of this, listen to what I'm saying, if the Holy Spirit is an advocate, a comforter, a helper, and a friend, and an intercessor, you see, an intercessor is a person who steps in on the behalf of another person, especially by prayer. Let me tell you something. There's been times in my life I knew God was not hearing my prayer because my attitude wasn't right. That's right. Thank God a disciple of Christ, someone who's been saved, was praying. Because there's been time in my life that I'm thinking, God, you done got the wrong person going through this. Yeah, you said, I'm upset. Because I'm going through this, and why am I going through this? And I'm trying to do everything you did, and I'm living right, and I done done all this, and I done gave my life to you, and you allow me to go. Come on here. You see, God in the flesh. You see, it happens. But then there's somebody, he sins as an intercessor. The Holy Spirit's all of these, right? And then the Holy Spirit is a counselor. And sometimes... A counselor is a person who's trained to give guidance to another person, whether it be psychological or be a problem. A counselor. I mean, that's what we need. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're a disciple of Christ. You got the Holy Spirit in you. Somebody in here is a counselor. That's right. Amen. That ought to be able the Holy Spirit to do that. Because now I'm going someplace with this, and then the last one, no, it's not the last one, and a strengthener. Sometimes I need Sister Gwen to increase my strength. I feel stronger when she's there. And when you go get an operation, she'll feel the same way if I'm there. You know. And sometimes if one of us can't be there, uh, we have uh, our family members, uh, Isaac or Marco. If they can't be there, we got friends. I won't name them in the church because we cause jealousy. There's some friends, everybody ain't saved. There's some friends that can step in there, guess what, who are saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and God can use them to talk to me and strengthen me. You see, just like he uses me to talk to a brother that's going through something. Hey, man, look at me, man, you'll be all right. It's going to be hard, it's going to hurt a little bit, you'll be fine. So he needs that, right? And then, of course, we know God can only be the Savior, but some people, I say this, they go up here, up here. I tell people, my physical salvation came through Sister Gwen. Ask me what I mean. She drugged me to church. That's right. That's yeah. right. You see, you understand where I'm coming from? Yes, you see, and, and you all are grateful for that. So all of these things that the Holy Spirit is, guess what? You are. Because, right? And I'm going to prove it to you in a minute. We're not going to be a church that's lazy, that's going to point for God to do everything. We're disciples of Christ. And when Christ has put us here for a reason and a purpose. And some of you all are suffering and been through suffering. And I didn't understand this. Look at me, folks, because some of you are going to go through it. Some of, some of you went through it. You can raise your hand when I get through. At the time you was going through the sickness of what you were going through, you wasn't quite sure, but after you went through the sickness and got through it, you understood God put that on you because you could handle it. That's right. 
Amen. You see? And in you handling it, guess what? You became an advocate. You became a comforter. You became a helper. You became a friend. You became an intercessor. You became, a, yes, a counselor. And you became a strengthener for somebody else. At the time, didn't make sense. But it makes sense now. You see? You see? Make your mess your message. Robin Roberts. And she had a serious kind of cancer. And her mama told her, make your, mess, your message. Because once you make your mess your message, that means you've gotten through your mess. And now you're ready to give the message of the power of Christ in through it. Sometimes, now this is for me, don't everybody try this because Satan will get on you. All right, sometimes what I have learned in life, one of the greatest teachers is pain. Pain is a teacher. I learned more through pain, whether it be emotional pain, spiritual pain, financial, whatever it is, is a lesson in that pain. You could be sitting up in here right now, have no reason how you got here, why you're here, but God is telling you, you're going through something, and he's telling you, you're hurting inside. Your heart could be broken. It could be a mental thing. It could be an emotional thing, but he's telling you this morning, you're going to get through it. Listen, let your pain teach you something. And one thing sometimes your pain will teach you is you put yourself in that situation. Don't put yourself in that situation again. God had nothing to do with that. That was your choice. That's right. That's right. You see? That's right. There was, there was a baseball player called Mickey Mantle. Played for the Yankees from Oklahoma. But anyway, those are laughing though I'm from Oklahoma. I used to say Johnny Bench was a great catcher, both of my Hall of Famers. Uh, uh, baseball players, and I said, three of the greatest athletes ever came out of Oklahoma, Johnny Bench, Mickey Mantle, and Johnny Fields, but you know how that go. But anyway, <laughs> Mickey Mantle was an alcoholic, and he said when he was suffering something, some of you might want to listen to what I'm saying. He said, if I knew I was going to live this long, I'd have took better care of myself. That's right. Because he suffered with, you know, what alcohol do to you. You understand what I'm trying to get you to understand? So here we are today, and the lesson's going a different way, it always does with me, is where are you at in your life that somebody else hasn't been? Mm-hmm. Nowhere. There's somebody that's right. been like that. And don't tell that lie. I don't want nobody in my business. Right. If they can help me, get in my business. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get all up in my business. That's right. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? And so here's what we're dealing with here, church. We don't want you go to Christ Temple North, church, but you are a disciple of Christ. And that's wherever you go. And so someone, you could be into this morning. Boy, you're working me hard, Holy Ghost. I got this lesson to do, but you the boss. You work, you want to change your life? You want things to change in your life? Guess how good God is? You're here this morning to hear this message. That's right. What you need and who you need could be sitting next to you. Telephone, I'm still old school. Telephone call away. You see? One of the greatest things that happens in this church that Satan gets over on a lot of you, you won't call pastor or the first lady. Well, he's so busy. If everybody's saying that, he'll never be busy. And the next lie is, well, you know what he's going to say. No, you don't. 
That's the trick of the devil. That's right. Call him. Call the first lady. Why you think God is making you pastor and you a sheep and he, uh, you got a shepherd that can't direct you? Are you with me? And our pastor is he's a remarkable, smartest guy you ever meet because he knows when to say, oh, you need to go talk to her. You need to go talk to him. You see? Because I'm like a traffic cop. See, if I don't know where, no, I'm serious. If I don't know the answer, I can sure find somebody who knows the answer for you. Right. You see? All right, so this is where we're at. Am I doing all right? Yeah. All right, we're, not gonna, we're only going to get halfway through, but you, we can stop there and you'd be okay, but I'm going to go ahead on because that's my job, okay? Right. So right. we are advocates, comforters, helpers, friends, intercessors, counselors, strengtheners. That's what we are because we're disciples of Christ. That's right. We're disciples of Christ, right? Church people are lazy, but not Christians. That's right. Not Christians. Because, now some folks just need to say they're a church member, then you're good, all right? But if you say you're a Christian, you're here to serve. That's right. Because the greatest Christian, well, he wasn't a Christian, but our Savior, okay, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. said he came to do what? Serve. To serve, and not to be served. You can take it from there. I, I don't right. know where I'm at. So again, he says that he'll ask the Father to send the advocate to help you and be with you forever. For when? Forever. So once you are saved, the Holy Spirit's with you for what? Forever. That's the only promise you've got that's for real. All right? I love Sister Gwen, but I'm not going to, one of us ain't going to be with the other one forever. That's right. That's just fact. You see, but the Holy Spirit will be there. That's right. You see? And the Holy Spirit will be there with all the rest of you. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. can love the spouse. Right. You can love your children. Yeah. You love your friends. Right. But they ain't always going to be there. Right. You're going to lose some of them. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit going to be there. Because he's going to be there forever. That's right. All right, here we go. Verse 17, it's Thank called you. the Spirit of Truth. And that's, that hurts. That hurts. Keep going. We're told the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Guess what? Didn't Pastor just get through telling you? Where's the Holy Spirit at? He's in me. He's in you. So what you praying for what you already got? See, the tools, I was watching a track meet yesterday, the NCAA finals, and them folks was rolling out, okay? Every one of them, this young lady, I shoot her, I can't think of her name, she won the open 100, the open 200, and the four by one. And they were talking to her, and they were trying to make its thing, this and that, and she says, I just listened to Coach. And Coach told me what to do. Let's listen to Coach. And Coach, so what happened is what Coach told her, she put in her. And it motivated her to be three-time, that's tough being an NCAA, three-time national champion. You can't be a loser and have the Holy Ghost in you. That's right. It's impossible. It's impossible because once the Holy Ghost is in you, you can overcome things you never thought you could overcome. It may take a minute, but you'll get over it. 
many times I, I, I coach English, of course, you all know very close to me, and I talked, his, his wife passed away suddenly, and of course I'd done her uh, home-going celebration, they call them all kinds of different things now, and what I told him is, you will never get over it. You grieve. You just grieve as long as you take grieving. When the grieving stops, then you're able to cope because the Holy Spirit helps you cope with it. You can't get over anybody you've been in love with for 36 years, been watching with him every day, but the Holy Spirit, there's some things that you're not going to get over, but the Holy Spirit will give you what it takes to cope. Yeah. Amen. You see? Am I doing all right? Yes. Now I'm talking to somebody's in here. Right. Satan been lying to you. Yes. You looking on the outside for stuff. Yes. Look inside. You saved? That's right. It's in here. Satan wants you doing everything. He wants you doing everything, looking everywhere but here. That's right. Let me tell you something. If you're saved, you got the tools to get through anything. And if you don't have the tools, you have a neighbor that does. That's right. Amen. Do you understand what I'm talking about? See, in good neighborhoods, they don't, not so much now, because you have to be careful. But when I grew up, you see, you see, if somebody didn't have a lawnmower, somebody that had a lawnmower cut their grass. That's right. So you may not have one, but they, they called themselves neighbors then, you know, because you knew each other, right? And you talked to each other. Because you helped one another. And you all from the South know what I'm talking about, you see? Well, it's the same way here. What tools you don't have, you got a neighbor in here that does have. That's right. That's right. And they would be glad to lend you some strength today. That's right. They would be glad to give you some wise counsel today. They would be glad to intercede for you today in prayer. They'd be glad to be your friend. They want it. They're excited about being a helper. They can come and comfort you. They'll stand and be an advocate until you're able to stand for yourself. That's Christians, not so much church people. That's right. Because you got some church folks that keep going. That's a whole other lesson. That's a whole other lesson. Do y'all know there's some church people going to go to hell? They ain't saved. Just because they come to church, they ain't, you know, there's some folks they ain't saved. But we Christians over here. That's right. And if you ain't, you come up here and, and I'll show you how to do that at the church. All right. We're told in verse 18, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So there's no orphans in here. You see? You got, you either his daughter or his son. You're not an orphan here, so quit it. I don't have no family. Yeah, you do. You got a family. Jesus is not going to leave you an orphan. That's right. I'm all alone. You're lying if you're a Christian. That's right. You can't be. Amen. You see, I never knew my father, ever. Never seen a picture or anything. Probably a good thing. Why would anybody want to see a picture and go crazy over a loser? Right. Oh, I said it. I mean that. Right. He had to be a loser. Because y'all know I'm a fun guy, right? He had to be a loser not to get to know me. Right. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? All right, somebody say amen to that. Because some of you sitting in here has had parent or father or somebody that you thought, you know, you don't need them. They're your relatives. They're not your family. Jesus says, I wouldn't leave you an orphan. So that means you're in the family of Christ, so you're not alone. Right. You got a family. 
right? <clears throat> then he says, before long, the world will not see me anymore. Yes. But you will see me. He says, because I live, you also will live. You want to see Jesus? You're looking at him. We look at each other because Christ lives within us, right? I walk as Christ. I talk as Christ. I think of Christ. I have the spirit of Christ within me. Therefore, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. It's called a disciple of Christ. Okay? He told me the same thing. He said to Peter, you love me? I said, yes, Lord. Asked him again, you love me? I said, yes, Lord. That's what Peter said. He asked me the third time. Peter got kind of tired of you. love me? You know I love you, Lord. And he said, go feed my sheep. That's right. You can't be a disciple of Christ because you've got something that you can feed somebody else with. That's right. You've got some wise counsel you can feed somebody. You can be an advocate for somebody else. Somebody's starving and needing what you have. Feed them. That's right. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, feed them. All right, here we go. He says in verse 20, on that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. It's called oneness. I'm in the Father, Father's in Jesus, and in me. You powerful people. Why are you being so pitiful and pathetic because somebody tell you you ain't nobody? You somebody's. That's right. That's right. Yes. You've got the Father, you got the Son, you got the Holy Ghost, and you got you. That's a crowd there. That's right. Amen. That's right. Not in Christ Temple North. Right? That's right. We, st- we are disciples of Christ. We have the Holy Spirit within us. That's why some of you think I'm hard on you, especially you men, when you're all in your feelings. Grow up. You'll make me throw up. <laughs> Worst thing in the world is an oversensitive man. God doesn't gave you everything you've got to be staying. Don't nobody tell you because you looked at the paper that you can't be a good husband and a good father because of your zip code. That's a lie. You're going to tell me that, that God's got a zip code that he won't go to? Come on. Huh? He's got an area he don't go to? You see? He came out of the hood. That's right. The last thing I read in the Bible is, what's it, can, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was the hood. That's right. You with me? All right, sisters, that's you too. Quit trying. If you look in the mirror, be pleased with what you see. Don't be trying to look in the mirror and comparing yourself to somebody you can't see. Period. All right, Christians. Where am I at? 21. Okay, thank you. Again, he goes back and says, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. That's You got to do the work. You got to do the work. Keep his commandments. That's who loves him. We put too much time in loving unlovable people. Take that love and put it with God. Because you know, there's some people who don't want you to love them. So I put mine in God, and I become a lovable person. And the love of God directs me with his wisdom of who and where I need to be and how I need to do it. That's right. That's right. You see, because some folks are not lovable. Well, folks hate that because you're thinking about somebody you really, right? Still true. Keep doing it. Again, he says, the one who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Do you love God this morning? And you love by the father. You know how you show your love to God? We got some people who do a great job in here. 
I'm going to make fun of him a minute. He can handle it. Jason cracks me up. <laughs> when that grass ain't right out front, it just drives him crazy. <laughs> he just drives him. I said, man, you got that look like a golf course out here. And when them little bad dandelions come up, drives him crazy. But he has the love of God in his heart, so he loves, when you have the love of God in your heart, you love what you're doing That's right. for the body of Christ. That's right. You can't love God and not love to want to do something for him. That's right. Or for the body. All right? And then he says in verse 22, he said, Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Yeah, there's always that one. You just got to tell them why. Because they don't love me. You just got to tell them why. There's always that person. Let's keep going. I don't even talk about that, brother. So Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. Whoa. My father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. So what that means is there's some people who won't love him. Okay, I'm going to keep moving. Then he says, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. That's it. They can't. Do you know there's some people telling y'all the truth? You need to quit talking to them. They say, I, I can't. They're not lying. They can't. They don't have Christ in their life. That's right. And you have to be an advocate. You try to teach them, but they got to accept it. You can't go to heaven or hell for, well, you can go to hell, but you can't go to heaven for nobody else. That's right. Huh? He says, these words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Uh -huh. So here we go. In 25, all this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate. Here we go again. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. We are. How many of you, don't, don't raise your hands. Just say amen if you feel it. How many of you are being born again Christians? Amen. amen. Then you have the Holy Spirit. That's right. All powerful, ever present, all knowing Holy Spirit. If you follow him, you can't make mistakes. That's right. Okay. He said again, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And so what happens is the Holy Spirit reminds me of things of what I've learned from Christ. He tells me. There's some times when you know, sometimes when you, and you all have been sick, know what I'm talking about. When you're going through something, everybody usually leaves you because you, you can't, you're laying, and you have a great conversation. It's just you and, we always say you and Jesus, but it's really you and the Holy Spirit. That's right. And you just, you're there. And he whispers in your ear, mm -hmm. you're just going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And you know you're going to be okay. You don't know why, you just know you will. You see, sometimes when you're grieving in your spirit, he comes and counsels you. Mm -hmm. He comforts you. The first time I was in the hospital and got surgery, I was going through this pain. It was really tough pain. And uh, they just kept asking me. And I was taking the pain because I said, well, if Jesus Christ could go to Calvary and take that pain, I can surely endure this pain. That's right. Just crazy. But anyway, I've got, I could surely do this pain. And what happened is they changed shifts. 
And this nurse came in named Mary. And she said, he's in pain. Can't you see it? They said, well, he says he's okay. Look in his eyes. Change the, medic the pain medication from They changed it to morphine. The other one didn't work. They took that. I said, man, you about a stupid somebody. <laughs> you ain't Jesus. Jesus done went to Calvary, and you're going to try to be Jesus over here and ask you to suffer up here. Boy, take, what's wrong with you? You see, you understand where I'm coming from? Who did he send? An advocate. He sent Mary to say it. Look in his eyes. That's how it works. That's how it works. All right. Then he says in 27, peace I leave with you, my that, peace that, I give you. And if you don't have peace, something wrong. Because you can have peace in the midst of a storm. That's right. You see? I do not give to you as the world gives. <laughs> you know how that is. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You understand that? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? A lot of people, ladies, you love me? Take your time. Teach your daughters and your granddaughters. Take your time. Tell them you made the mistake. You was afraid of being alone, and look what happened. Wind up alone. Fathers, teach your sons the same thing. It's your job to teach them that. The most important, thank you, the most important thing you have in your life is peace. You know, I do not like living my, leaving my house. I remember a time when I, my skin would cough, I had to stay home. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about up in here. You see, you get, that clock wasn't getting to 9 o'clock, so you could get out. You done went in that mirror three or four times. because you wanted to go. Now you got Christ in your life. You got peace in your house. Amen. My house is so, it's just peace there. Right. And I just love that peace. That was promised me. Right. God good? Amen. All right. Let me see if I want to do this. Well, let me do this. Oh, we're still on 28. Okay. Y'all want me to finish? And this is Jesus. He said, you heard me say, I am going away, and I am coming back to you. Thank you. If you loved me, you would be glad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, what's that word again? Is that if? If that you if? loved me. Is that if again? Right? Not if you go to church, but if you love me. That's right. You would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. Keep going. I've told you now before it happens. So that when it does happen, you will believe. He's trying to comfort them. He says, I'm telling you now. I just got to telling you all right, just a few minutes ago, for to make your life better. Now, I ain't dying, but I'm getting ready to get up out of here in a few minutes. <laughs> you see? It's up to you to take this stuff that you've learned today and put it where you need to put it. Huh? You see? All right. He said, I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. Now, wait a minute. Here's what people get concerned. Who, who's the prince of this world? The See, devil. So why right. do you think all hell done broke loose? That's right. Because he's the prince of this world. Yeah. Every drugs, 
Addictions are up with kids. Suicide are up with kids. Murder's off the chain. Wars and rumors of wars every place, right? That's right. I mean, everything is multiplying, but people coming into church. It's shrinking. You know? I can't believe that people are shooting kids. It's all around us. People wonder why. The absence of Christ. That's right. All right, keep going. Jesus says, he has no hold over me. What? He has no what? Hold. Over who? Over me. So if he has, Jesus said he has no hold over him. So he ain't got a hold over you. That's right. You just got to read what Jesus got through saying. The same thing in him is the same thing in you. That's right. So quit lying. Satan ain't got no power over you. You know, not, not literally, but sometimes y'all need to get ugly with Satan. We'll tell you what to say. But there's a place he's supposed to go tell him. You go to hell. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Is that biblical? Is that, is that a place God, God created for him? That's right. I, I tell him all the time, you better go where, you, where God, you got a home, but it ain't here. That's right. I don't know the exact address, but it ain't in this house. That's right. Because the Bible says that, okay? Folks cringe when you say stuff like that. Y'all something. Go ahead. And then he says, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father mm-hmm. and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. And now he's left us. Holy Spirit's in us. Mm-hmm. All right. Jesus is in heaven. Yes. Right? Yes. Why can't he be in heaven? He's got all of us right. to finish the work. That's right. Amen. Can you do it, church? Amen. That's right. All right. All right. All 